we're Eight. back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling again. Hey. It's been a little bit, you know? A little bit. Said five months. That's crazy. Right. How's it going? It's going. That's for sure. Good. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody, to the grift. It's the return of the grift. Uh, we got a lot, a lot going on in this world. Dude, I don't even know what's going on in this world. Oh too, yeah, too much. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. No uh, discernible new current things other than the, uh, I think the Roe v. Wade happened since then, maybe. But oh, God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we haven't been here since the check June fifth. Yeah, so it was probably right before that. Right before that, and I missed that because on the that last. Uh, Big Gretch uh, segment we had. I mean, she was pushing hard for those uh, that Roe v. Wade way back in March. I think we may have, may have talked about it. But mm. Oh, they they had talked about it with the uh, the leak. Yeah, with the leak, which they never found the leaker, and I doubt they ever will. Right, but you know, oh, I didn't hear that. This doesn't surprise me though. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot. Uh, I mean, we're what two days before the election, so oh, are we on? Uh, yeah, we're in like here we are. Um, Infinity mode. Woo! Two yeah. mirrors looking at each other here. Yeah, this is a good time to uh, grift off this election two days before, right? Yeah, you know, I don't have a ton related to that. Um, okay. Good, thank God. Which we can save if we're going to go live again in a couple days and we'll just follow along yeah. and kind of wing it. Um, but a topic that I've uh, been curious about recently, I mean, we all know the uh, the Kanye stuff that's been going on, but recently it's shifted over to uh, Kyrie. <laughs> Funny how that, how that works. Um, yeah phonetically kind of similar but so what's what's your understanding of what's been going on with uh the controversy surrounding Kyrie Irving Kyrie Irving uh amazing dribbles <laughs> um and then it became like a flatter thing for a second you know and everybody had to Seemed like he got the call and had to rein it back or just stop talking about that, which that fell off during COVID, the whole flat earth huh. momentum that they had going on for a good five or six years. And then, you know, obviously there's the, the big controversy with this not taking the jab and kind of suffering through that whole era. But and that's about it. Then I've never heard about anything until oh. I, I saw somebody like it was like somebody posted on Facebook how like uh, LeBron James is not weak, you know, for not backing up Kyrie because LeBron's Nike deal is just like, exactly the same as Kanye's Adidas deal. So if he loses that, you know, he loses his billionaire status. That's about all I know. So Kyrie. Uh, yeah, you're ki you're kind of around the the edges of it. Kyrie Irving shared he just shared a link to a documentary called Hebrews to Negroes, huh. and I I've not seen this documentary. Actually, 
did find a link to it on BitChute, and I was going to try to pull some clips from it, but it's three and a half hours, so it's a lot to yeah to work through, and I didn't really have the time to do that. I'd, I'd like to maybe watch it now um, because uh, <laughs> this is, it's created a crazy shitstorm over the fact that the man just shared a link. He didn't even comment on it. He didn't say anything about it. He just shared a link to it. Um, yeah. And I think it's... This is a piggyback, isn't it? Just off of uh, Kanye's uh, I'm a Jew. Yeah. And the whole um, black Israelites. Right. Classic Lost Tribe stuff, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's the the guy who made it is is a a black Israelite. Is that that what they're called? Is that the that's how I understand them? I mean, my own experience with them is in New York City and they're brutal, man. If you're a white dude, you you're not gonna feel good walking by them. I'm sure. Um, so he shares a link, starts a whole firestorm, and then he ends up apologizing on Thursday, this past yeah. Thursday. And what do you know? His teammates were kind of kind of had his back. Immediately they don't have his back, and then he gets suspended after he apologizes. It's funny how that works. Sharing a link. He got suspended from the- <laughs> Yeah. He got suspended um for five games. And uh let me see here. So he now has to do well. Let, let me just start by playing this. Yeah, um let's see it. this is Jason Whitlock. Uh he, he has some outside the mainstream takes when it comes yeah. to sports, and I appreciate He's like the, the safe black man conservative for boomer conservatives. Right. Um, but he, he's got some interesting takes sometimes, and I, I want to start uh, with his response. I'm not sure I fully agree with his take necessarily, but I it's it could be uh, partially the reason that he's getting the firestorm. Ooh, I got no. Yo, we got bad sound. What's going on? What's up? We got no sound on that. Oh, oh, hmm. did I not? Did I not share my sound? Uh oh. Uh, I should share sound. Sounds okay. Oops, that's not right. Sorry, buddy. We are. Yeah. Rusty. <laughs> rusty. Uh, share system audio. There we go. There we go. I forgot to hit that button. See, this is uh, it's all it's a learning process. All right, here we are, back at it. Let's back this up just a sec. Back that clip up. What? Why? I, I I tried to watch the documentary. It's a bad documentary. It's boring. It's impossible to follow. It's three hours and thirty minutes. I made it through the first seventy-five minutes only because I'm a glutton for punishment. The documentarian, Ronald Dalton, is a black Hebrew Israelite, a group of mostly black men who believe they are the true Jewish people. I don't buy their argument. I've had it explained to me two or three times over the past 10 years. I don't get it. Mostly I don't care. It's America. People are free to believe whatever they want. Bill Maher thinks I'm delusional because of my Christian faith. So what? I still like him. 
I'll still pray that he be saved and come into enlightenment. There's a long, never-ending history of Christians being persecuted across the globe. Bill Maher's documentary doesn't make me feel vulnerable. It makes me want to explain and testify. That's what I did in 2010 in my Kansas City Star column. The only thing interesting about Ronald Dalton's documentary is the insane overreaction to it. The overreaction makes me want to rewatch it and try to discern why a Kyrie tweet has this kind of importance. We want to suspend Kyrie over a tweet that doesn't contain one word he wrote? Really? This makes no sense. It cannot be the documentary. The doc is way too easy to ignore for this kind of outrage. My tinfoil hat tells me Kyrie is loathed by the globalists and their corporate media puppets because the system is doing everything in its power to prevent Irving from inspiring other athletes to think for themselves. The system prefers LeBron James and Colin Kaepernick, athletes who do exactly what their handlers tell them to do. Kyrie refused to take the jab. That's his real offense. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell bullied basketball and football players into taking the experimental medical trials that were advertised as vaccines. Pro athletes have every right to be outraged. The experimental medical trials were at best useless and at worst harmful. Irving refused to be bullied. Judging by his retweet of Alex Jones, Irving likely heeded Jones's warnings about the so-called vaccines. Alex Jones is a threat to the globalist propaganda machine. Kyrie is seeking information from outside the approved sources. He's being punished for that. I like Charles Barkley. I respect Charles. I consider him a friend and a well-intentioned American. However, I'm highly suspicious of any broadcaster on any television network who earns more than three or four million a year whose first name isn't Tucker. Anyone making more than 10 million a year, not named Tucker, has been led into the cult. Everybody else in corporate media is basically on the waiting list to join the cult. They all took the jab. And it's their job to punish any high-profile person who didn't take the jab. If Kyrie goes unpunished, the narrative gatekeepers worry that Kevin Durant or Patrick Mahomes or some other black athlete might start questioning the wisdom of his handlers. I've yet to see one gatekeeper argue that Amazon should be held responsible for selling Hebrews to Negroes. Amazon, not Kyrie, owns the platform profiting from the documentary. Okay. So his main thesis is that he's just being, this still goes back to the jabby jab. Yeah, and and I think there's some truth to that, but I I do think it's a much bigger, uh, which he kind of he kind of hints at that. But I think it's generally people thinking for themselves, um, walking out of 
out of the box that they're placed into. And he's been a very influential person in terms of being an individual when it comes to sports. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think that's, especially when it comes to this topic, you cannot step, you cannot step out of line. And I don't really understand. Maybe there's a certain degree of arrogance on the part of the NBA and the, the establishment as a whole to think that um, pointing this out is not going to lead to uh, more people questioning. First of all, maybe, maybe I should watch this movie. Um, well, I'm, yeah, sure, you, I'm sure that guy is loving it. wants to rewatch it. You know? Yeah. So, the, so the, the, the thesis is that there's something hidden in the documentary. It wouldn't, I don't know. This stinks of like some sort of weird advertising for the documentary. I mean, it's still available on Amazon. That's the funny. They haven't even. I'm sure it's it's only a matter of time before they pull it. But Amazon Prime, yeah. Hmm. So it's been up there forever. So he gives. I think it's if he hadn't have done if he had done this outside of the Kanye controversy, yay, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um it probably wouldn't be on this level, but because there's now this whole, the new thing is uh, anti-Semitism or whatever, that he can't say anything that even it has a hint of that, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me because it's not, I, to my knowledge, I don't know this, I guess you could say it's anti-Semitic towards uh, people who, who are saying that they are, they are the Jews and for him to say that, I, I don't know the exact thing about the, the documentary. So that's where I'd like to fill in that details in the future. But I just, it's the outrage is so disproportionate to just sharing a link, which is what he's talking about. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. I totally agree. Yeah. Just a link to a, a source material, you know, yeah, primary source material i mean you write in ronald dalton jr and go to news it's uh anti-semitic anti-semitic film anti-semitic book what's in the movie that kyrie irving promoted on twitter steve kerr responds to kyrie irving's anti-semitic ramblings anti-semitic movie anti-semitic movie I mean, it's all anti-Semitic. Right. So, I mean, if if you listen to Black Israelites, they're very anti-Semitic. I would agree with that. But I also agree there's something there's something deeper. I mean, he referenced Alex Jones. He's taking on a playbook page from the playbook of Alex Jones or some advice. Mm-hmm. It's one step away. Alex Jones always one step away from... Uh, yeah, what's his name? Old lizard boy over there. Who just got banned. Oh, David Icke. Yeah, he can't. Ike. Yeah. Which I always thought that was funny that they're saying that that, that guy is uh, anti-Semitic for talking about lizard people. Because um, I don't think he specifically says. He might talk about Zionism. But for yeah. them to react to lizard people as being anti-Semitic is like, what are you guys reading into? Why are you so offended by... Uh, 
some far out there theory about you know lizard people like are, why yeah. are you offended by that like, <laughs> it's funny <laughs> you got a warrior thinking uh uh this guy here whitlock's a lizard i saw him licking his lips <laughs> a little quit wetting of the uh, scales well, know, they're, they're trying to get us to eat bugs, so they're having us want to be lizards. I don't know. <laughs> right. What's up with that shit? But so everybody's an iguana now. <laughs> Got to get that lizard brain growing again, yeah. I guess. I don't know. And don't move too much. Uh, so the six things now. Now he's suspended, mm-hmm. and here here are the six things that he needs to do in order to return <laughs> to the team. Who's okay. Sean? Who's this? Who's this? Oh, uh, it's just something I found on Twitter or whatever I was searching. Okay. Um, check so he has to apologize, condemn the movie, which I I think he already did basically apologize. He has already committed a $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes, which I, I, I think might be an ADL-related thing. I, it's crazy how much power the ADL has, which uh, is the Anti-Defamation League. They basically police anything resembling uh, speech related to both Jewish people and uh, Israel. I think it's mostly to squash any criticism of Israel personally. Yeah. Uh, this is shams that were. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It is funny. He's a 28 year old sports reporter for the athletic stadium. <laughs> whatever that is so he's got to give a, a half a million dollar donation like is that really a donation how is it a donation if it's he's required to give it i don't even know what you call like that tax <laughs> uh then he's got to do sensitivity training anti-semitic training which man I, that might be something There's we a market uh, for that <laughs> yeah i we this, there will be now people yeah. are lining up for that um He's got to meet with the ADL and Jewish leaders and then meet with Joe Sai, who is, I think, the owner of the Nets, to demonstrate. Uh, it's just like, man. What, okay, so ADL the, and Jewish leaders are like one in right. One in deal? Like, I don't know. Yeah, approved Jewish leaders, Netanyahu's leader. big boy. I don't know. Okay. Um, But just... Wow. I, <laughs> The man, I mean, he is just being. I, I don't think I've seen a, an athlete be put through the ringer for this. For like, there's been people who, I mean, I guess, uh, no, there's been people who have like gotten in trouble for um assault, like actual crimes. And I don't, I don't think the outrage has been this bad, right? Right? On the, I mean, you know, there, there have been people who have been kicked out of stuff, but like. Uh, yeah, like Roseanne Barr, you know. Right. Yeah, that's true. Kanye's the, the the most recent one, and it's been pretty huge. But I feel like that's more just punishment. I'm not not shutting up. Yeah, but I mean, like he he didn't again. He didn't even say anything. He just shared it. So that I, mm-hmm. now people are like, well, usually when you share something that's approval and whatever, but he he didn't even say anything about it. Um, right. And I don't buy that argument anyway. Like, share something means you agree with it. What do you, what's what's up? What's one thing shareable out there that hundred <laughs> percent you? You know, yeah, right. This is who I am. Link, 
Yeah. So I saw I saw a uh, right before we got on. I was just on Twitter, and uh, I saw this clip regarding this whole thing. And I don't know if you know in the NFL and CBS, James Brown. He's he's been on air mm. forever. Wow. Yeah. But he he gave this commentary today before which again this is not the this is not even the nba this is the nfl yeah okay but let's let's recognize this cbs symbol right on his shoulder watching over him and then then what's his pin what's his little lapel pin oh that's a great question kind of looks phallic to me but um, uh it's mighty either but whatever and also he is he is a black man, so it's like you got to get the black guy on NFL today to talk about a sport that he doesn't even commentate on. Right. Uh, but th- just listen to this. It's uh, it's just out, out of it, it's just crazy. Folks, and shifting gears to a more unfortunate headline from this week. You know, all of my colleagues up here at the desk, we've all played for and coached sports and other good teams, and we have all experienced the truths and the beautiful outcomes that apply not just in sports, but they are applicable in the game of life. We all know the championships are overwhelmingly won by those who display teamwork and togetherness. But there is a serious threat to that principle today with the frightening rise in anti-Semitism, in particular, hate in general. And we're seeing that contagion, not just in sports, but music, politics, and across society. Folks, hate is a disease. It is a virus that spreads and kills. Now, to cast doubt on or state definitively that the Holocaust did not happen. Which I want to point out, he did not say, I don't think that documentary has anything to do with the Holocaust. It Uh, shouldn't. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it had nothing to do with that. But uh, just a, just an aside. Throw it in there. Yeah. That's as hurtful and wrong as saying the lynching of black people didn't happen or that being enslaved was a choice. To perpetuate Uh-oh. hurtful and false narratives, to refuse to disavow bigoted messages, and to fail to take responsibility when one's actions and words inflict harm is simply unacceptable. Words do matter, especially coming from highly visible people. Their words influence people's attitudes and behaviors. And I pray fervently that those... Like he does every day. (laughs) ...togetherness and love will speak more loudly and persuasively to prevail against this viciousness. No matter how idealistic this may sound, it is the truth, because that is how we defeat hate. Wow. And he never taught he never brings up Kyrie Irving or any but, examples of what he's preaching here. I know it's uh, he didn't write it, but okay. Yeah, and I want to I just want to point out right at the end, just look at his eyes. He kind yeah, of you notice that? Yeah, he's, he's right. It is the truth because that is how we defeat hate. Yeah. Very subtle. Yeah. I wonder what he's looking at. Time clock. Yeah, that's that could be it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why, why is the black guy giving a speech? Though? Okay, um, why why do this? 
like you feel it's just such a, a controversy that the media is created and now they're perpetuating it further in a league that's not even it's not the same league. I mean, it, it's I'm curious to see where this where this goes. Um, yeah. If it's a, meant to be a distraction, I don't know. I think it's it's really just ma- it, pretty much using Kyrie as um, I wouldn't say a martyr, but like a guy that's like if you if you try to do anything, say anything outside of what we tell you, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of layered messages in here. That one, that being one, I believe. Like, shut up. Especially influential people. I mean, they had them in COVID. Everybody's like, before the vaccine, everybody was either not speaking or just toeing the line. Yep. Um, there's something, I mean, this anti-Semitism has been, I feel like, it's, it's like the media is the, the figurative Iron Dome. I mean, they have to, you know, be on the defensive, I suppose. They meaning, I guess, people kind of afraid of, being, you know, the victims of an anti-Semitic outrage, I suppose. I mean. But it's weird because I feel like it's making it be this big a deal. I I don't know if they're, so there's, there's two things that I'm thinking about this. Either they're on a power trip and they want to make an example of Kyrie and the media hysteria that swirls around it. Uh, just kind of builds and it gets to this point where they feel like they have to do this or it's almost like they're intending for it to be uh, this crazy thing that I think a lot of people are uh, questioning, like, um, like Jason Whitlock and others, is this really uh, appropriate and what is going on here? And then it starts to go in the opposite direction where if their intent was to squash this it's almost like a streisand effect which i have a little clip just for the audience i know you oh, probably know for me too no I, I need to i've heard just, of this but I <clears throat> oh so yeah so this is uh it's a very famous thing that happened and let's uh watch uh this video about it they know The phenomena takes place when an attempt to hide, suppress, or censor certain information leads to a ripple effect of unintended, extensive publicity of the information. It is claimed that Barbara's attempt at suppressing the photographs of her Malibu residence resulted in the photographs going viral on the internet. When she tried taking a legal action against the unlawful breach of privacy, her fans got upset. Within a month, almost half a million people had access to the pictures. Before Barbara filed a lawsuit, not many people had seen the photograph. But once the news of the legal action broke, millions of people sought it out online. The picture proliferated in online channels and forums. Streisand and her lawyers inadvertently brought attention to the very thing they wanted to suppress. Attempts to censor information are often made through seizing and desisting of letters, but instead of being suppressed, the information receives exorbitant publicity. 
as well as media coverage in the form of videos and spoof songs, which can be mirrored on the internet or distributed on file-sharing platforms. The replication becomes impossible to regulate as any time a web server gains a new file and is constantly queried by the search engines, the cache of the web is updated with the location of the new file. That is impossible to erase. The Streisand effect is a vivid example of psychological resistance, wherein once people are aware that some information is being kept from them, they are significantly more determined to access and share that information. This evidently implies that when you try so hard to hide something, it just makes it more visible, especially if you're a superstar. Efforts to suppress a juicy piece of online information can backfire and end up making things worse for the would-be censor, The Economist. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I understand that phenomenon just in, in, in its abstract, you know, like... I mean, you'd have to when you're thinking of like law things. Like, if you want to sue for something, you know, you open up yourself to um, discovery. And is that something you want to do? It's kind of like a Streisand effect, bringing attention to things that otherwise. But they're talking about this in in fame, in the fame context. And yeah. I'll, I will say too, if anybody's out there looking for uh, workplace tactics to find out who, like, say you go to a new job and you want to know who you can trust and who you can't, just make up something juicy about yourself and uh, tell it to people and say, you're the only person I've told this to. Please don't tell anyone. And if it gets around, then you know who told. Hmm. You know? That is a, a little uh, counterintelligence or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on that, <clears throat> in that way, if, if we're going on that being a possibility in terms of, uh, whoever's trying to squash this, maybe they're not necessarily trying to squash it. They're trying to create more of a, a strategy of tension where they, um, create the Streisand effect around what Kyrie or Kanye or whoever is saying it yeah. so that more people maybe in the black community or elsewhere are drawn to this information. So then it kind of creates a self-fulfilling prophecy where more people are drawn to ideas that may be seen as anti-Semitic. So then they can say, Hey, look, all this stuff is spreading because of these. They're they're almost creating it in effect by saying almost similar to when the drug war happened, started during the Reagan era. And they're saying, don't just say no to drugs. It's drugs are terrible. They're, uh, crack is everywhere like well, everyone's addicted yeah. to crack and it's like wait what what's crack wait I, why is everyone so addicted to it maybe i should try it so yeah. i don't know if it's a if there's some uh something deeper at play where they're trying to create almost a dialectic for them to bounce off of um yeah. but i don't know yeah my question would be then who who's using the media in this way to achieve this is it the documentarian is it just the nba i mean is the nba like hey guys we're uh, we're playing a season right now just so everybody knows you know because there has been so much i mean i don't know is that true has the nba started up mm-hmm. yeah Obviously, it's it um, for five games so yeah okay. yeah 
or some sort of even more sinister idea. I mean, are they trying to create a narrative? They, I, this whole pronoun game. They, uh, they, them, is they, them, like, is ghost, ghost self trying to, uh, create the narrative of anti Semitic activity in preparation for a new Trump term or, well, yeah, and it's kind of ramp that up for the next two years. It's coincidentally right before the midterms, too. Sure. sure. Um, it's also, you know, it, there's always the false flag angle or the patsy where they get somebody to go out and do something and it's just going to spiral. Um, I don't know. I think it could just be a temp check, hmm. you know, to see it, who who's out there. Just a little trial balloon, you're saying? Yeah, to, like, who, who, like we, we've kind of fucked the world up in the past three years. I mean, not that hasn't been going that way but you know the big psyop just happened like where are people you know in their responses and and elon just took over twitter again so or again he just took it over so again there's um voices to be heard that haven't been able to be heard lately so yeah, maybe it's related to Zelensky. He's Jewish. Maybe they're going to try to um, roll it into something to where there's going to be a backlash from the Republicans taking office, and oh, they're they're not going to support Ukraine because of anti-Semitism. I don't know. Right. You know, there's, there's that's, a lot ir- of- that's ironic. That's <laughs> ironic. I, I know. Would it would be on brand though, wouldn't it? Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. They, don't talk about the Azov, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, one of many battalions. <laughs> right. Oh, it's only, a, as uh, somebody on Facebook says, only a couple thousand Nazis. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> the um, tanks. Only. Dollars. <laughs> it's Allegedly. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's definitely something to watch uh, going forward. And I think it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's quite, quite the spectacle to witness as are most things these days with the media yeah um, because the the yay stuff seemed like maybe a one-off like he had his own reasons to be doing what he was doing um but now that this comes into light that's it's a little weird so it's, it's another high profile black man yep exactly um and oh. Wait, wait, I gotta just stop. We got your sweet mother in here. She's saying Jeremy Corbyn was destroyed politically by an anti Semitic smear campaign. Huh. This is all planned ahead. Wow. I don't doubt that. I I mean it it makes sense. They yeah. uh the is how far ahead, you know? Like and, and for what 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 purpose? Obviously it's gonna be something past, you know, lo- like longer term if it's planned ahead. Yeah, I I mean, that's the Ukraine angle. I, I just came up with that. I think it's, who knows? Um, it could just be them trying to stir up tensions and create division because they love to do that. That's always an angle, but um, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, and, and I have a question, and maybe just a clarification, but in the in the Jewish world, 
of history isn't there isn't and and also aligned with conspiracy theory isn't there a, a fake jewish tribe out there somewhere mm. like an atheistic jewish tribe i'm not sure uh, i think it was up towards the black sea you think like the kazarian stuff or maybe uh, is that it there's I yeah, was up there, and that's around Ukraine, Russia area. You know, the Black Sea and the Caspian Sea. Or maybe I'm thinking of like around Uzbekistan. I don't know. There, I thought that there was one. I saw a documentary about uh, the migration of like some certain group of people up towards that way, and then um, that's where you had like a lot of satanic stuff happening hmm. way back in the day if i dig it up i'll bring it but yeah i do think i do think it's funny how um you know a lot of people on twitter and social media like the the conservative side was all in on uh like kanye be, like being able to say whatever he wants like oh it's fine to have the white lives matter shirt and then as soon as he he starts going off on the uh the jewish stuff which i i I think he uh, he said some things that like I wouldn't say, or at least he is not always whatever point he's trying to communicate. He does it in a way that's maybe designed to be more inflammatory and not very specific about what he's talking about. But it was interesting to see the reaction from like you know the Ben Shapiro's of the world and whoever else. Like, oh, this is he. Well, he doesn't have the right to say that. And it's like, well, you guys were just backing up the right to i mean that is part of free speech whether you like it or not it's not absolutely uh, yeah it's, you don't have to like what he's saying i, I get that but you <laughs> you did kind of look hypocritical there but i mean ben shapiro's a shill again for israel but um yeah and they need their clicks too so yeah they're grifters <laughs> big time extent, yeah uh but there is that linkage between which is gets into my next topic is uh what we were talking about with Kyrie who was it's interesting like he's kind of I think he I think he donated like a lot of money to buy George Floyd's family um like house or something and then he's he's been a part of a lot of big things recently and then obviously um last year was the whole uh he couldn't play in the nba because he didn't take the jab and something that's been going on that i'm sure you may have seen it the amnesty article from the atlantic uh which <laughs> yes. has made made its rounds uh, I, all the weekend oh i think everyone has when they saw when everyone saw and if you read the article which i almost should pull it up right now uh because it was, it, it just created a firestorm. Yeah, let's declare a pandemic am amnesty. Yeah, let's focus on the future, fix the problems we still need to solve. Um, basically, she's like, "Oh, we should uh, forgive one another for all the things we did." But in the article, it, it basically is not does not uh, acknowledge any of the things that they did wrong. It's like, "Oh, the J the Johnson and Johnson versus the Pfizer Moderna, we were wrong." Um, 
like, oh wow, what a what a big revelation there. Um, well, that is a revelation that mRNA vaccines have won out. Exactly. <laughs> won out what? Yeah. Forever? Uh, Future forever, or like just this one small battle with like Johnson and Johnson. Jason. Yeah. <clears throat> And obviously, some people intended to mislead and made wildly irresponsible claims. I mean, like, like you, the entire narrative. And it's, yeah, it it received probably one of the worst backlashes I've seen recently. Oh no, on no, social no, no, media. no! Go back there. Some people intended to mislead and make wildly irresponsible claims. Remember when the public health community had to spend a lot of time <laughs> and resources urging <laughs> Americans not to inject themselves with bleach? <laughs> See, that's so pathetic. That's what they think about us as, as little bug eaters. You know, they have to spend, we have to spend so much time on you guys to get you to not kill yourself. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was the whole thing. Yeah, that was, uh-huh. Misinformation um, was and remains a huge problem. As, as like, the entire narrative was mostly misinformation. So the people who got it right for whatever reason may want to gloat. Um, those who got it wrong for whatever reason. Wow. So insightful. This, this lady is an, a professor at Brown university, which I think is Ivy league school. Yes, it is. Um, but uh, where's, where's the, uh, there's also oh, the war language though. Go back down to where you're at. Um, where's it? Oh, the people who got it right, meaning the people who are using common sense is what I think, you know, it's just like in the moment, let's evaluate those who got it wrong for whatever reason, they feel defensive and retrench into a position war talk. So the, the side that got it wrong, AKA the fucking assholes and the COVID idiots and all that. Oh, they're, they're at war. So it's time for them to retrench into a position <laughs> that doesn't accord with the facts. What is oh. that? So this another rhetoric, awful. position of rhetoric, mm -hmm. wartime rhetoric. Good job. That's, yeah, that, I didn't even pick that up. That's that's a good point. Um, we, and <laughs> let's see. Um, Teacher killer. <laughs> there's also another part of this article um it says uh pediatricians and public health officials will need to work together on community outreach and politicians will need to consider school mandates wow they they will like so what, what happened to amnesty <laughs> right uh, yeah. amnesty like just like i won't do it again i'm sorry <sighs> Uh, yeah, so on that note, I wanted to double talk there. Yeah, this whole article is double talk because amnesty implies that you did something wrong, but it's not us, it's the people that we're talking bleach and pushing yeah. J and J. Like, wow, that's that you vanilla. Good faith, <laughs> good faith argument. Yeah, I'd love to be uh, be able to talk to her in a class at some point. Well. Um, but you know and it, it sparked a lot of outrage understandably because uh th does this strike you as somebody that's apologizing for anything no that's um, what i'm saying yeah it's no there's no apology or atonement nothing here. 
it's just like it's like that uh hands up palms up like shrug your shoulders emoji <laughs> oh oh we didn't know mm-hmm. and uh you know well. <clears throat> it's frustrating because i think a lot of people uh i don't know if you you get this experience but people that aren't necessarily on our side of the perspective who have like gone down these, I wouldn't say rabbit holes, but just like thought about this shit for a, a, a while because it's a probably the biggest thing that's happened in our lifetime for the most part. Um, in 9-11. Yeah. Last as long. I no, it was, I remember it was like a ripple as long, but no. Yeah. Yeah, COVID felt like a 9-11 like every day where you're just like, yeah. it's just a constant. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think most people who didn't have that sense of awareness or don't, don't really even think about any of this stuff. And it seems like most people either don't care or they don't, they don't really understand uh, how an article like this could be so offensive to people who have... Um, you know, thankfully I didn't have my life destroyed in terms of, uh, losing my job, but, uh, my social life was, your was pretty destroyed for a while. Yeah. For being mandated to take something I didn't want to take yeah. or losing my job or like having to deal with all that. And I thankfully wasn't in Australia or any, any of those other more authoritarian countries. Yeah. Uh, but I, I kind of want to just bring us back to the, just a little reel of, what was going on because i think uh i think a lot of people have forgotten how thank you uh, f fucked up it was yes i hear what you what you say about somebody exercising their freedom not to have a vaccine and they're perfectly healthy i don't want them sitting next to me in the theater i don't want them standing next to me at the theater bar i don't want them next to me or anywhere near me or even in the same carriage well, who is this so uh yeah I, I don't know that's a good question somebody yeah. on somebody in, in britain obviously but... yeah they can exercise their freedom by staying at home. If you decide that you don't want a vaccine or a booster, then you can decide not to go to hospital however ill you get. And that way, that is your right. So you but would you leave the be... unjabbed at home to die if they had a heart attack, if they suffered from a stroke? That's their choice. Dr. Fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded, they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an ICU bed. I, that choice doesn't seem so tough to me. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who <laughs> horse goo? Rest in peace. Wait, horse goo. <laughs> God. Clear to them that the vaccine uh, yeah. take it back to pre-pandemic. Yeah, where is she up to? Yeah. It's really narrowing. I mean, you were mentioning, Chris, about how all these states are reopening. They're reopening at 100%. And we have a very narrow window to tie reopening policy to vaccination status. Because otherwise, if everything is reopened, then what's the carrot going to be? How are we going to incentivize people to actually get the vaccine? So that's why I think the CDC and the Biden administration needs to come out a lot bolder and say, if you're vaccinated, you can do all these things. Here are all these freedoms that you have. Because otherwise, people are going to go out and enjoy these freedoms anyway. Oh, who refused to accept. Right. Vaccines. That's fucking horrible. I think the right response for them is not to force them to, 
but rather to insist that they be isolated. Giving up your human rights is, is justifiable. It's justifiable to take away a person's bodily autonomy when you have a global pandemic. Those who haven't had jabs but could have jabs need to have a badge saying unjabbed. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Those who do have badges and no, could have badges. Have no life, and, and that's how it is. Without proof of the vaccine, you can't go into a pub, club, restaurant, gymnasium, anywhere at all. You can't travel, theatre. You can't even go into work. I mean, personally, I have to say, I don't even think that we should allow people on the streets unless they've had the vaccine. We've tried the education. We've tried. The what about all the homeless that were exempt? If it... <laughs> yeah. Oh, so many holes in that argument. Yeah, this is this is rough. Oh yeah. It takes time now. The time to find people. Great. Let's start. Let's never make it hundred euros. Make it a hundred pounds, right? And it starts. And I tell you what, it's not sixty above. Let's make it forty and above, starting on Monday. Okay. Now, if we come round, knock on the door. And you can show on your phone. <laughs> or you've got a Nick Ferrari's gonna go to anybody? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not. Uh... Housekeeping, uh, jab, no jab. Uh, you cannot oh, leave. I'm named after a car. <laughs> yeah. If you will be opposed now, you're forty and above. One hundred pound fine in December. One hundred pound fine in January. Two hundred pounds in mm. February. Three hundred pounds Ooh. in March. By the end of the year, you'll be pounds, and that yeah. might cut through your ignorance. Ooh, it will be a little bit more on his, on his rate. <laughs> One hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. Which I do want to say they they did propose that I believe in Austria and maybe Germany too, where you're going to get fined. And I think they dropped it just like everything else. But uh, everything else they yeah. dropped. Yeah. yeah. All, all just one big trial balloon, honestly. I don't know. We can we can keep watching. Here's Rod Stewart. Let's go, oh, Rod. Let's yeah. go. Who will not take it. Putting themselves at risk, it's it's said. How do you do you feel the same way I do? Does that yeah, make you does, angry? It makes me angry, especially in America where they where they talk about it's my right, it's my freedom. No, it's not. Because <laughs> you are a killer. Ooh. Oh vaccine. Straight <laughs> You're a killer. You're a killer. Vaccine, you don't show it. Can't go to the ball game. Oh, yeah, it's vaccine. Can't go to work. You don't have a vaccine. Can't come here. No shirt, no shoes, no service. That's what I think we should be right now. Frankly, if, if, you, if you're not vaccinated at the moment and you're, you're eligible and you've got no health reason for not being vaccinated, you're not just irresponsible. I mean, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, that is truthfully, you are. People have got to understand vaccination is going to be in the end your route to liberty. If you're <laughs> willing to walk among us unvaccinated, you are an enemy. We have to stop coddling the morons <laughs> who will not get the shot. We start by calling them what they are. They are all snowflakes and cowards and idiots and losers. And most importantly, they are afraid. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots? Wow. <laughs> What's that? What are you gonna do, Howard? You gonna were you gonna shoot us? <laughs> gonna do, Howard. I speaking of uh, guys who have you know joined the cult. This guy went. I, I I mean, he's been on a slide for a while, but during COVID, it was like, I mean, wasn't he the big uh, rebel on the airwaves? Oh uh, yeah, 
Yeah. He just he got he got too rich. I don't know, man. Totally. We can keep going a little. I don't know if you want to keep going on this. But... Why not? Why not? Yeah. Always I, remember. Oh, yeah. Always yeah. Remember. yeah. Never forget. No. Always remember. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast should be called Always Remember. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. You now, it's mandatory to get vaccinated. F*** them, f*** their freedom. I want my freedom to live. Justin Trudeau, I mean... He doesn't have that already. That's sad. When he started to read what... He he said, this is a couple of weeks ago, he was, or maybe this is September, but he was talking about people who are not vaccinated. He said they don't believe in science. They're often misogynistic, often racist. No, they're Ooh, not. That was not often anti-Semitic. Right. You should but, throw that in They there. take up space. Mm. And with that, we have to make a choice in terms of a leader as a country. Do we tolerate these people? It's like, tolerate you. Now you do sound yeah, like you know, him. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's your choice. But don't think you can get on a plane or a train beside vaccinated people and put them at risk. Which I do want to point out, uh, his deputy prime minister, Christia Freeland, yeah. that lady, uh, her grandpa, I think, was like number four, number like number four from Hitler in terms of being a Nazi. Yeah, I heard that. Yes. Um, it spawned so, a lot of other children in Ukraine. No doubt. Where's her donation to the ADL? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, where's her atonement? Yeah. <laughs> what the? F- oh yeah. Who cares? She supports. She supports everything. So we don't. We don't she care about through that. the uh, anti-Semitic sensitivity training. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy too. The worst. It's Australia. to protect yeah. Dan Andrews. Yeah. Out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice and for safety's sake and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up it's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus that's what they'll be that's what they'll be doing <laughs> oh just don't don't hold that hand there too long there <laughs> not good luck. Then the elbow. Then the <laughs> your part. Emmanuel Macron said his government's vaccination strategy was to piss off the unvaccinated by continuing to make daily life more difficult. Why? Who who does he hate? He is quoted to have said, (sighs) I'm not about pissing off the French people, but as for the non-vaccinated, I really want to piss them off. And we will continue to do this to the end. This is the strategy. So, why would you... Why would you give away your strategy? <laughs> he's he's just arrogant. He's yeah. uh, a glorified camp counselors. All these world leaders. Yeah, yeah, they're just middle managers for the. Uh... I spent all summer oh. developing this game, and nobody likes it. <laughs> you know, like that yeah. kind of shit. I now, or like the art teacher that spent all summer doing lesson plans. And... Skipped out on her vacation, and nobody likes likes her activities. 
just genderized all art teachers as being female, but whatever. Oh, they're they them. Um, ghost, ghost self. <laughs> so, uh, with all that that we witnessed and experienced, uh, there's also another one. Um, where is it here? Um, it is a Vice News article about uh, this is it's kind of or not uh, it's an article it's a video and uh, <clears throat> gets into making fun of the <laughs> the dead unvaxxed and anti-vaxxed. Um, it's very strange. When was this from? When oh, uh, this was it's funny was enough. It was only, it was only nine months ago, so okay. it would be. Uh, this like right around the time of the truckers thing kicking off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Are you familiar with the Herman Cain award stuff on, on Reddit? Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like so it became a whole thing and it's still, uh, it's still up there. So they mention they get into it. Um, Why was it Herman Cain? So the Herman Cain award is, is because Herman Cain was against the vaccine and died. well, uh well i can play it and it, it'll kind of get into it if you want okay, okay. to just roll it two years of serving the citizens of the state of washington um being asked to leave because i am dirty state 1034 this is the last time you'll hear me in a state patrol car and jay and z can kiss my ass it says uh the trooper that trooper died of covid apparently i don't know i don't believe it I kind of don't either. Allow me to introduce you to a niche comedy format that you'll probably wish you never heard of. Slideshows making fun of people who died of COVID. You can find this stuff scattered around on TikTok, on Twitter, and on Instagram. But maybe the best place to find it is the Herman Cain Award subreddit. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a message board that borrows its name from Herman Cain, the Republican politician who died of COVID after going maskless to an indoor Trump rally. Even though Herman Cain was never an outright COVID denier himself, and he died before vaccines were available, this community gives awards in his name to everyday people who've died after making a, quote, public declaration of their anti-mask, anti-vax, or COVID hoax views. In the last six months, the subscriber numbers have skyrocketed, up to almost a half a million people. A lot of the posts are made by people who have a COVID denier family friend or acquaintance on I just want to point out the uh, how the denier thing getting back to the root of that is usually in relation to the Holocaust denier, um, yeah. and it's used now. Now it's being COVID denier was trending obviously during uh, during the the height of COVID, and this guy's using it. And now what is it? Election denier. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good catch. Good so catch. The, they, they the love heart. love using that denier word. Yeah. Facebook. And the posts tend to follow a format. First, a couple of screenshots of somebody posting anti-vaccination articles, or maybe a couple of Trump memes. Then, some screenshots of them posting about how they've caught COVID, but they're confident they'll beat it. Then come the frantic posts from the family who are asking for prayers. If a person is hospitalized, they're officially nominated. And then, the grand morbid finale. A screenshot of a GoFundMe for the funeral. At this point, the person is upgraded, and they're finally given the Herman Cain Award. 
and their death is immortalized in shame online. The comments are all pretty similar in that you don't really see anybody expressing empathy. What you do see is jokes. People saying, hey, that person got what's coming to them, or making fun of their political beliefs, or just calling them stupid. Very true. Some people might say, yo, that's just the internet. What do you expect? But I don't think it's fair to see them out. Stop the clip. (laughs) It's the internet. What? Yeah. I I wonder how many of our friends and family visited and partaked in this COVID Herman Cain shit. Ooh. What are the odds? Out of what? 800,000? What did they say? 500,000? 500,000? I mean, I I have a few candidates for sure. (laughs) For sure. I guess I do too, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's... Wonder. Just wonder. What what is it? Is this... Is it Schadenfreude? Is that the... Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude? Freud, where, where you're um, basically taking pleasure in somebody else's Yo, pain. I, you asked me that, like I'm a Nazi, man. <laughs> no, oh, we'll we'll, we'll donate uh, we'll donate to the ADL for that one. Sorry. Just now, get just this get conversation me. has been in the mainstream for a while, from cable news to comedy. Vaccinated person having a heart attack? Yes, come right on in. We'll take care of you. Unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo? Rest in peace, Wheezy. You're- One columnist even argued that it's not necessarily wrong to mock anti-vaxxers who die of COVID. Every one of these deaths is a teachable moment. And unfortunately, we haven't been learning from the lesson we should be hearing from them. The conversation about COVID has changed. And nobody's really sure what to do about it. We've gone from feeling what no one's sure what to do about it. Yeah, you don't know what you don't know, man. <laughs> Come on, what's the one after that? Yeah, feeling compassion to something a little more complicated, especially toward people who won't get vaccinated. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. Maybe you've noticed it too. Not too long ago, we aired a segment on some anti-vaxxers who got COVID. And a lot of the comments from you, the viewers, said that you don't feel bad for them. Maybe you used to care, but you've heard this same story so much, you just burned out on it. You almost can't care anymore. Kind of like how when there's another mass shooting, a lot of people just shrug their shoulders. We've entered a phase of mass fatigue. Real... uh rough comparison there yeah and vice i hate this editing style with the side camera mm. really bad anyway now, <clears throat> so do you, uh, we're got two minutes left do you think he's do you think he's gonna come to any insight on terms of hey what is it about uh how we've been manipulated by the media to think and have such hatred towards these people is this is this gone too far is he gonna I think it's. I think he's gonna join the subreddit. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. And the joke stuff might feel a little shocking, but this isn't the first time it's happened. In the late 1970s, when nearly a thousand of Jim Jones' cult followers committed suicide by drinking poison, people were horrified. But they also started making jokes about it. Nowadays, we even use the phrase "drinking the Kool-Aid." As a tongue-in-cheek way to refer to somebody who isn't smart enough to realize that they're being manipulated. Now, even if you thought those people had it coming because they were foolish enough to be in a cult, you might not have wanted to say that out loud at first. 
we often don't want to. Man, it's just this is the one of the bigger cases of projection, honestly, that I've seen in a in a video. Yeah, why roll it back? <laughs> roll it back. All right. Like would, would well, coolie and manipulation. Yeah, yeah, all of it. They also started making jokes about it. And nowadays, we even use the phrase "drinking the Kool-Aid" as a tongue-in-cheek way to refer to somebody who isn't smart enough to realize that they're being manipulated. <laughs> Now, even if you thought those people had it coming because they were foolish enough to be in a cult, you might not have wanted to say that out loud at first. Wait, hold we on. Hold don't on. want to publicly. If that's your thought, then you might not have any compassion and be a fucking psychopath. <laughs> hey, if that's your first thought, oh, yeah. they had it coming because they were stupid enough to join a cult. Yeah, yeah I've never thought that about cult. Like, I mean, okay, the the Heaven's Gate people; those are like the closest where i was like man these people are that's not like i'm like man like i'm going to just be like yeah they deserved it like i don't know that's that's usually not my gut reaction it's not even like my 10th reaction no with you and also and if you knew about jonestown you'd realize like yeah those people weren't necessarily uh uh making that choice willingly Per se, I think they were kind of forced to in a lot of ways, if you're going off the official narrative anyway, but yeah. Um, point, right? He pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. uh you had it coming though. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's your compassion? Yeah, you know, because they were trying to idea they're idealistic, you know, the fucking idiots being idealistic, you know. Ideologues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we admit that we enjoy watching other people suffer. But in the same way that the internet is great for finding out that you're not the only one who likes cat videos, it's also really good at is helping you find out for? that you're not the only one who doesn't care anymore if anti-vaxxers die. Or that maybe there's other people who are also angry that they're putting the rest of us in danger. I mean, there is a more charitable way to think about these dead anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Just like in Jonestown, these are victims of misinformation. Oh, Those COVID uh -huh. denial memes infected them first. And that made them susceptible to the virus. We could feel sorry for them. But the justice-based schadenfreude of the Herman Cain Awards, that's an emotional response. It isn't exactly generous. Justice-based. Maybe for some people, making those cruel jokes is how they process the feelings of being completely powerless during the pandemic. Can you roll it back? History <laughs> the the justice-based schadenfreude, I want to know. I missed, I missed the angle he was going at. Let's go here. Or if you just slipped it in as though it's like, this is what this is. It's justice based. <laughs> yeah, just so it's all justice. Okay. Yeah, it's justice. Okay. Are victims of misinformation. Those COVID denial memes infected them first, and that made them susceptible to the virus. We could feel sorry for them. But the justice based Schadenfreude of the Herman Cain Awards, that's an emotional response. It isn't exactly generous, but that's not the point. Maybe for some people, making those wow, cruel jokes okay. and how they process the feelings of being completely powerless during a pandemic. Oh, I, I don't know about you, but this guy sounds like he uh, is one of the moderators of this uh, subreddit. He's justice based, <laughs> Schadenfreude of the Herman Cain Awards. <laughs> what so a Herman Cain Awards? They're they're not just you know Schadenfreude. It's justice based. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to frame this like sick subreddit like the dead are on trial by a bunch of fucking redditors <laughs> wow 
just or at least this guy. Yeah. Mind. Just I mean, based. Let's let's I don't wanna I don't wanna stick on it, but it's fucked up. <laughs> Very fucked up. Let's do it one more time. Of yeah. misinformation. Those COVID denial memes infected them first. Just how nationalized made them susceptible to the virus. Yeah. We could feel sorry for them. But the justice-based Schadenfreude of the Herman Cain Awards, that's an emotional response. It isn't exactly generous, but that's not the point. Maybe for some people, what is the point? making those what cool is... jokes is how they process the feelings of being completely powerless during a pandemic. When history teachers in the future talk about the early 2020s, they're gonna have a lot on their hands. They'll have to talk about Trump, vaccines, the variant waves, ivermectin, and the <laughs> fact that a lot of us were laughing dead people a lot of uh, us hmm. were laughing you're very serious and and where's and, and that's wrong no no it's main it's now mainstream this is vice yeah uh yeah. so yeah uh amnesty uh i mean this this i was just pulled this up this this is still going on it's today they're still giving it out Oh my god. They're raising money to buy vaccines for countries that cannot afford them. Go to our swag store. Uh swag store. Go just... to the swag store. Let's see what swag ooh, they got. Ooh boy. Yeah, you want to go oh, to the man. God. Yeah. shirts for shots swag razor. Um oh, wow. What's this? Okay. Uh, I don't quite understand that. Uh, oh, it's no, it's a, right it's up a, the alley. Like a, what does it look like? Oh, he's got the MAGA hat on and he's dead. Okay. Oh, he's that's the award. Hat. Yeah, that's the award. It's like your boomer dad. He's got, for anyone listening, is he's got glasses on. He got uh, justice. This little guy, this little lion. Yeah, he's in heaven. And the lion's in heaven. And he's got, you know, he's dead. He's dead. Um, the lungs. Unmasked. Unvaccinated, unbreathing underground. That's a uh, mug. Ooh, and the American flag. Oh yeah, exotic to be a denier. Oh yeah, so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hoodies. I want. I want to see the hoodies. They got angle angle wings. Herman Cain Award. Yeah, it's just with a with a dead get like a death. Yeah, with, with lungs. prayer. Um, how much is that? Forty bucks? Too much. They give they give money to the Bill Gates. Oh, look at uh, the angle. The angle wings. Is that meant to be angle? Obviously, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What's the angle on this I, one? I, <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a massive fuck up or is that am I no? That's so I don't. It, that it, I don't get the joke. Maybe it's a, probably an inside joke to the right. people in the subreddits, which is like, you got it. Come on, guys. You, you know that uh, you don't get out of your house enough to. Uh... <laughs> man, I, man, that may, makes no sense. Man, okay. Well, be on the lookout for let that sink in. Yeah. Be on the lookout for these so that I can uh, really get into a nice, rational conversation with somebody. Okay. Okay. Um, IPA. <clears throat> But you know, so we're talking amnesty. This is from the okay, okay, yeah. Here we go. This is from the the recent yeah. debate. Uh, Hochul, who mandated it for the uh, healthcare workers, is does she uh, she come to her senses at all? 
I would do it all over again what I did last year, that mandate for health care workers. Okay, well, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, you get sued all over again, too. <laughs> and you lost. Um, yeah. Wow, the quadruple down burger. This girl. <laughs> What's up? Quadrupling down on this thing. Oh, the, yeah. She's got yeah. no other. She's got no other way to go. She, yeah. She's talked to God, you know, vicious, vicious person. She, she's I bet she's been on that Herman Cain award subreddit. Oh, yeah. um, so I just listened to this. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, New World Next Week with James Corbett, James no. Evan Pilato. They do a pretty good summary of things, and it looks uh, scary already though. <laughs> they're good. They're they're good. Yeah, he, he has it's crazy uh, shot of here, but they're responding to the article that we've been talking about. And yeah. I thought he did a, a fine job in responding to uh, to this piece and summing up. I think our general sentiment uh, after reliving all that stuff. I think this response is very appropriate. Yeah. And tell you, I freaking told you so. James, how many times have I said here on New World Next Week, they'll try and act like, what, are you still going on about COVID? Get over it, man, they got us, you murderous hypocrites. Outrage ensues after The Atlantic suggests amnesty for pandemic authoritarians. The Atlantic magazine has come under fire for suggesting that all the terrible pandemic-era decisions should be water under the bridge. Quote, we need to forgive one another for what we did and said for when we were in the dark about COVID. Writes Brown professor Emily Oster, O-S-T-E-R, a huge lockdown proponent who now pleads for mercy from the once shunned. That crazy COVID. Yeah, no choices in the face of deep uncertainty and then try to work together to build back and move forward. Nice try, Ems. Hey, sorry you lost your job because of that vax that doesn't work and your grandma died alone and you couldn't have a funeral and your family business was destroyed and your kids have these weird heart problems now. But let's just all admit we were wrong and call it a truth. Say, well, it's too bad we shut down the entire economy and took on tyrannical powers that have never been used before and we're having trouble getting rid of. Looking back, I guess you should have been able to go to church in the park while we let people riot in the streets but it was a confusing time for everybody. Hey, sorry we scared the hell out of you and lied for years and persecuted and censored anyone who disagreed, but there was an election going on and we really wanted to beat Orange Man bad. So it was important to radically politicize the science, even if it destroyed your children's lives. Okay, yeah, we said unvaccinated people should die and not get health care while never questioning Big Pharma once we, but we're compassionate, which is why even though we shut the entire economy down, we also bankrupted the nation as a bonus and caused inflation. You're welcome. Let's be friends. One can't help but notice the timing coincides with the swiftly approaching selections, perhaps the mainstream media, but I would say maybe the whole mainstream of society, not just corporate prostitute media, is suddenly realizing they may have to face some payback for their COVID zealotry. James, most of the people who push this, sadly, and you know you've heard me say this on the morning show, they are pretty much kind of dead suddenly to me. How are you coping with all this? Well, look, let's put it this way. I am not uh, your mother or any of the mothers of the people out there. So what people choose personally, where their line is as to what apologies they will and will not accept and what uh, sort of uh, personal relations they have, 
that's up to them and uh, good for them, whatever they choose. I certainly understand the people like Rollo Tomasi and others who talk about, uh, this is where I spent the last seven months with my mother before she died alone on December 3rd, 2020. You murderous hypocrites have nothing but my undying contempt rot in hell. I understand where that very justified outrage comes from. And so I'm not here in judgment of anybody and their personal lines. But the underlying point of this really is the societal issue of moving forward from here. What does this mean for the future? Apologies, whatever, just words, just rhetoric. And what again, whatever happens in your personal life with your personal relations is up to you. But going forward, if there is no actual signs of real contrition and acknowledgement that something went drastically wrong and that it can never happen again. And we have to examine how did that go wrong? Why did that go wrong? We will not let that happen again. Uh, unless that happens, then apologies are just hot words and blather. Uh, we, we don't. Uh, who cares about the rhetoric? I, I care about what actually happens as a result of this and people facing real consequences for essentially saying, I hope you die because you aren't going to do this thing. Oh, oops, I was wrong. I guess that thing wasn't necessary. Oh, uh, well, hey, bygones be bygones, guys, right? No, wrong. People need to face consequences for what they've done professionally and, uh, and, and in terms, of, again, of the societal conversation moving forward. If we do not get actual um, acknowledgement of what went wrong and how it went wrong and why and people actually examining how they themselves were misled, then nothing will change and it'll happen again in the future. So, uh, yeah, no amnesty, <laughs> no, no justice, uh, no amnesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hot words and blather. Yeah. No apologies. <clears throat> and that's, uh, that's generally how I feel, which I also, I didn't realize at the time, but never again, never forget. We're wrapping back around to, you know, another de debatably much worse uh, thing that happened in the, in the past when we're talking about the Holocaust, obviously it was, but yeah. that, that general sentiment of, uh, you know, in order for us to actually move on, we need accountability and we need people to actually acknowledge what went wrong and some structural changes need to happen because the way that I feel right now about all this, and I still, you know, I reflect on a year ago when, you know, I was being shut out of music venues and restaurants for not making that decision. Mm -hmm. um, and people in my life, for the most part, didn't seem to care. And now that it's quote unquote back to normal, most people still don't seem to care. Like it didn't, it, it was like nothing happened. We yeah. haven't had the Hollywood movies. We haven't had all of those things drilled into our head about never again, because those people who have that power will not say that they're not going to use that power to drill it into people's heads. Never again, because, because they were they, doing it, they were doing it and they yeah. might, and they might do it again. Very yeah. well. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I'm you know, on a low, like a very micro level, like, very circle your your own personal sphere level there i think there needs to be some sort of acknowledgement and it doesn't need to come from those who are owed the apology 
or whatever atonement or mm-hmm. hot words and blather. But that's where it needs to come from. I mean, this would never it would be all contrived if it if it was a big ordeal. You know, I think just on a personal level, these like what James is saying, it's like it's different for everybody what that looks like. You know, but that that's where it needs to come from. But sure, man. I mean, it's been on my mind because it's the reason it's been on my mind is like it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. No, like, no. Thinking all weekend, it's, it'll never happen. No, nope. there's nothing. Up, no hopes up. I mean, that it's more likely that some incendiary article comes out of the Atlantic than you know. Obviously, people reflecting back on their own and and apologizing. I mean, we got to yeah. get out there and save democracy, by the way, yeah. in a few days. So yeah. we don't have time for apologies or even uh, retrospectives. No, not at all. You know? And uh, it, it's it's one of those things that somebody I read in a comment section on a video I was watching where they're like, yeah, because the U.S. is such a litigious society that sues people, people are also not motivated to admit any fault because then they could be held accountable. Right. So, right. uh, any kind of apology for, and, and she danced around that as much as she could without saying any sort of, uh, actual apology or I was Remorse. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, I, and that's the thing, everyone that pushed all these policies, right. I said it, um, I've said it before, but they are, um, compromised similar to the, the whole, uh, Epstein ring where uh, Jeffrey Epstein had all these people go to the island and he filmed them and used it as blackmail so that potentially they would do whatever the intelligence agencies would want. I mean, that's the big old overarching theme of that whole thing was using um, people's misdeeds against them to get what they want uh, in terms of agendas. And all these people, all these politicians, all these local health officials, media personalities who push this are now compromised. So they have no uh, motivation to, um, you know, admit fault. Mm -hmm. So as a result of that, they, there won't be from that mainstream media source. And unfortunately uh, all of the people in our lives who have been kind of just subverted in their minds by narratives yeah, and uh, going along to get along, just swimming with the school of fish. If they don't get the messaging from those centralized sources, they're not going to have that light bulb moment. They're not going to have any motivation to like, oh, I have to, I have to atone because what did I do wrong? Well, the mRNA has won out, so they'll not <laughs> get that message to their no. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to come from within in that way. It's, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but like, yeah, it is it, what you're saying about it's just you're thinking about how it's just not going to happen. It's not. I've I've come to realize that, too, even with people in my life who are somewhat, you know, they're not. I use the term NPC, non-player character. I wouldn't say yeah. they're on that level, but even people who are like kind of straddlers like you don't. I haven't gotten that any type of acknowledgement that like, Oh man, yeah, it was pretty messed up what happened, you know, or if, if they've said it, it's not, there's no reflection on it. Like they don't even want to think about it. 
And maybe it's that whole thing where they, because maybe they took it and they don't want to reflect on, you know, what, what that could have done to them or could still do. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or what it is, but <clears throat> it's hard because like you're saying, we're dealing with the swirl of, uh, yay and Kyrie and, and uh, saving democracy and go for Ukraine and whatever the hell comes Get next. Yeah. Stand with Taiwan. If that happens, you know, it's just, <clears throat> it's not, um, I, I haven't forgotten and I will, uh, always have that in my mind and it's still weird because now i'm going to these places where i was not allowed to go i'm going i went out to the dance party at a club yeah, yeah. that was banned from last year yeah and i had a good time but it's it's not it's never going to be quite it's never that innocence of like gee i this might be taken away from me now now you have that in the back of your head um always in the people that didn't have it taken away from them, or, I mean, they know they, they, I, I've been vocal enough about it to where you should know that like how this, and it's just like, just numbness, just no, uh, acknowledgement. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the, the thing that would matter the most is if you get some type of acknowledgement from somebody who maybe, gave you shit or was like well yeah you gotta just gotta do it you deserve it whatever yeah I mean, um, apolo nothing. no apology needed just acknowledgement is, would be amazing yeah <clears throat> i haven't gotten that really um and like you said i don't expect to at this point so <clears throat> you know I, I it's hard because i think on a micro level what you're saying if somebody could do that that would be a, a huge thing um, on a macro level. You know, we have the elections. Um, Republicans are probably going to take over Congress. They're probably going to have some hearings. I'm sure Fauci's going to get grilled. I doubt no one's going to be held legally accountable. If if that happened, I would be shocked. Yeah, I mean, what what good is Fauci something, you know, justice-based? <laughs> schadenfreude gonna be good for if the people around me still think that he's a hero mm. you know right like what, what good's it gonna do it's like those uh it's crazy german nazis not even the nazis just the the party lovers you know yeah the people that went along still probably to this day would would think that some of their uh furors were were just top-notch people yeah i've i've realized that uh fauci is the left-wing version of trump where you know so people say oh trump can do no wrong like Fa fauci's that way for people on the left at this point yeah. same where with he, obama yeah obama's yeah right yeah. there they got more on that side i think than the other side mm, more characters you're saying yeah more can do no wrong characters mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's um I think if there were 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 to be trials or uh hearings at least, you know the media is going to go into a, a you know, I mean it's it's a shame for the narrative pushers that Fauci's not Jewish, right? I mean, then they could wrap in these whole uh anti-semitism against Fauci. I'm sure I'm sure we would have already heard that by now. Um Yeah. But 
<clears throat> regardless of that, I think um, they'll wrap it into just the same tropes that we've heard before, that this is an attack on science. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's tearing apart our democracy. We're going to, it's January 6th. It's yeah. I mean, um, you already have that narrative of, of Paul Pelosi, like an 82 year old frail man, you know, he attacked an old man, you know, and by the time Fauci, if ever is on trial, he'll be an old man. So, right. <clears throat> I'll have that, uh, knee jerk reflex of, uh, defending the old man and then at the same time saying how Trump's too old to be president in 2024 <laughs> watch it yeah that's uh that's definitely another episode we'll have to do I mean those coming in the pipeline but I just this this topic's been on my mind I mean it's still on my mind from uh, since it started really. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no, that you don't have that sense of closure. And it's, it's again, similar to nine 11 where we're, we were supposed to go into Afghanistan and provide some sense of closure and then nothing ever happened. And it lasted for 20 years and people just forgot about it. And then, Oh, let's just leave. And it was a shit show. And again, no one really <laughs> remembers that either from last year, but, yeah. um, yeah. For people who remember, it's frustrating to be around people who have no memory, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then the legal weed uh really doesn't <laughs> help either. Oh man, it's it's probably part of it and the soma way. I don't know. It's um you know, I'm still I'm still processing um how to go forward. I think we're gonna uh, try to figure it out as we go on our own terms, like they were saying here, I don't really know if there's any easy answers, but I do know that if at the very least, if somebody isn't held accountable on a um, national level or whatever you want to, whatever court system you want to use, yeah, uh, we, we are very liable to have this happen again. And on a personal level, if somebody doesn't acknowledge uh, maybe they wronged you or you were done wrong at least or acknowledging your pain, then they're also liable to have it happen again. And it's hard to live with that sometimes in terms of friends and family where you, you want to forgive, but there's not a, a sense of uh, acknowledgement that is missing. So it's, uh, it's yeah. not easy. Yeah, my heart, my heart's with that. But I will say that if it happens again, maybe it's best that we just don't get any apologies. And at least we'll know. Yeah. Because getting an apology or any any sort of discussion on it and have it happen again, just to have those same people fall back into the same line of thinking, mm-hmm. it's pretty, in my mind, it's pretty, could be pretty devastating. It's worse to, th- you mean, to think that they've... Uh, it would be worse. It's, yeah. it's just worse that they get the apology and then have the same thing happen again. Yeah, I yeah, that's another sense of trust broken. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we, I've kind of been living in the in-between of... Uh, I'm still friends with a lot of people who I felt like were 
not there for me, but, um, and quietly I've made peace with that, but it's, yeah, that's good. Oh, it's always in the back of your head, you know, that, um, when hard times come, you can't really count on them necessarily to be there if it's something this divisive. So that's so good. That's good knowledge to have. Yeah. Good knowledge to have. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm thankful in, in some strange way for having gone through this because uh, it yeah. tests your character and then it um, shows you what's meaningful and who's actually going to be there or not. Um, and it's biblical. Uh, biblical. It's like, yeah. Wheat from the chaff. That's what it is. Well, um, of wheat. Let me, yeah. uh, I don't want to, I don't want us to go out on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let me know we'll be thinking this so let's uh get a little prelude to not only this tuesday but also 2028 as to my estimation on our last podcast of the big wretch run for prez Woo. let's see oh you need me to you got the screen you need to i got it you see mine uh I'll go back. Okay. Yeah. You see? Yep. All right. Cool. So you remember the buffs, right? Do you? <clears throat> yeah. Uh-huh. The Still guy that was still in those? Yep. Uh-huh. GMAT Cash. Collective resilience. Oh, no. Do I have this muted? Oh, I heard it. Oh, you heard it? Uh-huh. I can't hear it. Courage and resolve to protect our communities. It's uh, echoing, but... Oh. Many out invitations that were sent my way. But until then, stay home, stay smart, and stay safe. And now I'm excited to present GMAT Cash. Ooh. GMAT Cash. And he just came out, which uh, this went viral due to an M&M drop. Um... He got a nice little little GMAC video for you. Where is the screen? All right. Let's do this one. And here we go, buddy. I want you to be sad over there. Oh, yeah? A lot of people jobs. Gretch did. 2020 help us stay alive. Gretch did. Big Gretch back wrapping up our first time. If you don't know what she did, then you finna learn. The highest budget for the school so the kids can learn. And help people get jobs so they can live and earn. Cut taxes for the small business owners too. Big Gretch in the building, what you wanna do? We 
was gonna do it yeah and that's why i don't think it's ever gonna be apologized for let's <laughs> create our, create new his- histories around what actually uh happened or what what uh, didn't happen but you wanted it to be right right and that man she she's gonna win that oh probably yeah yeah the fact that eminem's putting that out there Oh really? Yeah. He's wading into that. Yeah, he shared that video out <laughs> on Twitter, and that's why everybody knows about it right now. And then I think she she rolled into one of her one of her rallies with that song as a backdrop. So it's all coordinated. They've got such a machine going there. You think? I mean, you think Michigan would be, based on the polls, you think it would be tighter, but I I guess, I don't know. You just think, like, Michigan, based on all of the water, all the fresh water, would be a little more looked at than Arizona. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Carrie Lakes, uh, she knows how to play the media. She was part of the media, so. Yeah, it doesn't help. uh, She's more interesting than Tudor Dixon, I guess. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. A little more bold. But then yeah. like she's also running against somebody who who refuses to debate or yeah, she's terrible. Go on. <laughs> she's completely afraid. <laughs> of everything. Yeah. But all right, my friend Colin. I'll see you Tuesday though. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited to grift on the, the big old grifts. Grifting yeah. season. Yeah. Good. See you then, everybody. Yeah. yeah.